What's up, Colin? It's episode 11. Episode 11. Heckin' cool dads. What'd you bring us today to drink? This is Platform Worry No More Small Batch IPA Series. They had a couple different different ones. I'm intrigued by it being a small batch series. Who Cheers. knows what they actually mean by that, though? I think I think multiple of the Platform beers are small batch. I think they write... I think what's going to happen is this will only be around for a very short time, and it'll go away. It'll be some other name small batch there's a good chance it's also just marketing lingo to to uh put emphasis on it but that's a that's good though tasty yeah tasty that's not bad at all it says it's a it says it's a hazy ipa which you know is the thing right now hazy yeah what does that even mean though it's unfiltered it just that's it's like cloudy so there adds a you see a lot of the the hazy ipas have they say juicy or yeah. you know a lot of fruit references but they're not fruity beers right but they have that kind of really crisp s- really finish. citrusy juicy kind of taste huh yeah i uh, I, I, I love it personally. i made that mistake because uh we've been on this sour beer thing so we made the mistake or rather i made the mistake of grabbing some random ipa that was a juicy and i was like oh maybe this will be fruity like a sour and brought it home and it was fucking full-on ipa yeah it's just supposed to give you that kind of same sensation of juiciness like if you're eating grapefruit or something like that well i like that we got right into just talking today we did nothing it was like barely any intro neither of us are drunk just (laughs) really interesting really interesting thing about the grapefruit taste I'll, we'll stop here and get into normal stuff. But uh, tell me about the grapefruit so, taste. So there's this there's this drink uh, my brother taught me about called the Mount Mimosa. People a lot of sometimes people here call them beer mosas. Okay. I've noticed, but up in the UP of Michigan, uh, you know they go biking and they start drinking at nine thirty in the morning. You know, and it's like one third orange juice and then two thirds you're supposed to do it with old milwaukee or no you're supposed to do it with miller high life because okay. it's like the champagne of beers sure uh but you know they use old milwaukee or pbr up there i use pbr for it all the time anyway it sounds weird one third orange juice two thirds cheap doesn't beer sound weird but you drink it and it is tasty it's like my go-to camping you know 10 a.m have a you know cooking breakfast around the fire and like crack one of those um but interestingly enough what i'm getting at was i was like one day i was at home and i was just like wonder what it would taste like if i did it with an ipa instead of a cheap beer in the orange juice Mm -hmm. and i i don't know what ipa i had probably columbus ipa or something simple in my fridge and i did it just to see what it would taste like and the citrusiness of the ipa and the orange juice like the orange juice like canceled out the alcohol flavor or Mm -hmm. like the beer flavor and it literally tasted like i was drinking a glass of fresh squeezed grapefruit juice it was so weird and i like gave it to sierra i gave it to my friend for them to try to and everyone agreed like it it like literally was like shockingly weird how much it tasted just like a glass of grapefruit juice an ipa with some orange juice in it whenever we would go back to lima which is where from uh where my wife is from we had a, a, a set of friends that we would hang out with up there and the wife of the, every time we would go out she would get like a half and half beer it'd be like half orange juice half beer and it was always like that and she honestly was the only person i ever heard like do that um and then just recently we went to olin tangy river brewing company and they had something called the olin tangy oh I very see. nice little pun there uh and it, it it tasted like orange juice and beer mixed together but then they and my wife hated it so i drank it 
Um, and then they just redid it to add like passion fruit and something else. And now it tastes like a true sour. So about to go back there and drink 10 of them. I, before I moved to Ohio, when I would come down here with my dad, he lived off of Olentangy and, uh, I always called it Olentangy when I was like 12. That's like, that's what I thought. And just like, oh man, Sciota. Yeah. You Ohio people have some shit to answer for. Well, I mean, I grew up, uh, the, my first introduction to any weird word like that was Jaeger street, but it was with a J my brain couldn't process that at first. I'm like, that doesn't make any fucking sense. That's a J. Why is he doing a J? Doesn't make any sense. If you're not from Ohio, Scioto, the Scioto river is spelled S C I O T O. So it's a pronunciation thing. My, my grandmother was from Chicago and as long as I ever remember her saying the word Chicago, she shut uh, Chicago. Oh yeah. My, Chicago. My mom's whole side of the family is from North of Chicago. So we, we got into this before our parents say some weird shit mm-hmm. adding letters aren't supposed to be there. Um, so quick, I guess let's do a quick recap. One day past father's day. How One, was your father's day? Mine was awesome. I had a lot of, uh, relaxation. Um, I got, Two cards, one from the wife, one from the kids, and I got uh, a very nice big box of beef jerky. And if you know anything about me, like, that's my jam. That's exactly how you you win me over. Nice. And I got to relax and just rest. How about you? Well, I was hoping to sleep in, um, but turns out we needed to go to breakfast with my mother-in-law at 8.30. So uh, my kids woke me up at 7.30 flipping lights on and saying happy father's day and then handed me a little scroll and said, this is, this is your first clue for your father's day gift scavenger hunt. So I'm like, all right, well, can I brush my teeth? And they're like, no, you can't brush your teeth. That's where one of the clues is. Like, (laughs) okay. And I was like, well, go to the bathroom with my shorts on. At least I'm not like just wandering around the house, my underwear. And I'm like, so I'm literally just like, stumbling through my house i don't even my glasses on and um i'm like following these convoluted clues and they're all riddles that sierra wrote the night before Mm. okay i guess miles had this grand idea and she just did it for him Mm. so there's all these little notes and it takes me there's 10 of them and it takes me on this scavenger hunt all around my house including out onto like the deck and into the grill and stuff like that and it all leads back to where my gifts were which were under my bed directly where i lay very nice man miles thought that shit was hilarious was he just following you around and laughing oh my god they thought that was so funny and it was significantly funny that it all led there i uh i feel like that i hope that my family like listens to this episode and that sets the precedence because next year i expect a fucking scavenger hunt (laughs) that shit was tight (laughs) um and uh the, another thing that the kids found hilarious was they got me. It's funny because we were talking last time or the time before about like, you know, that Funkle shirt, like, mm-hmm. like funny, weird sayings and stuff. Yeah. And, um, the boys got me a mug that says it's just really big. So it's world's best farter. Mm-hmm. And then in small print underneath it says, oops, I meant father. And I don't know, maybe it was because I was half asleep and it's 730 in the morning and I just went on this weird scavenger hunt, but I could not stop laughing. Feeling that it? was so fucking funny to me at 730 a.m. And man, the kids were just dying. They thought that shit is hilarious. And again, they're, it was. They're also at that age where <clears throat> anything, if you insert a fart joke into anything, it's like it's one of the best things ever. My kids like the end of every sentence includes butthole 
or, you know, yeah, butt cheek or fart or the, every, the end of every sentence. Yeah. I can't, I'm, I don't know if Hayden's to that level yet. I, I'm pretty much not going to let my kid hang out with your kids right now because then they're going to, he's going to pick up. It's mostly just Miles. Yeah. He's going to, he's going to pick that up. Now I saw, uh, I saw you finished your fence. Um, mm, it's not finished yet. Oh, well, it's, it looks really nice. My, the whole thing is it's treated wood. So yeah. you have to wait for it to weather. You have to wait months or a week, sometimes months, depending on the climate and stuff like that. I'm going to give it a few weeks and see what, it, see how it takes stain. But I told Sierra that I wanted to get it finished looking, even if it's not like stained and stuff yet. So mm-hmm. I'm going to get it there. So at least it doesn't feel unfinished. It's well, close. There's one more row along the bottom and then I got to put the numbers on. The good news is you should have plenty of time to clean your goddamn gutters out. <laughs> send, I send you a picture. It's like, like, check out my handiwork that I've been so, that I'm so proud of that I did over the last two, <laughs> two or three days. And you don't even mention the fence. You're just like, let's talk about the gutters. It's my rooftop garden. Yeah. And, it, it, well, you can grow some herbs in there for your mm-hmm. taco nights. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, it was it, honestly, it was, I don't know why. Maybe it's because it was like kind of the center of the picture or the foot. Fo- you know, it became the focal point for me. And then I was I, like, whoa, shit, look at them guts. And then, <laughs> then I sent you a follow up picture just showing you like the craftsmanship of my mitered corner. Oh, it was beautiful. And the only thing you said was talking about my bare ass feet in the bottom of the uh, God, I'm a dick. <laughs> who, who likes me? Nobody. I can't believe anybody likes oh, me. Oh, man. No, I, uh, no, that was a lot of work and laundry, dishes, housework, gutter cleaning all fell by the wayside while I was working on that shit for like four days. Yeah, I, I so. didn't really get too much. Um, I have, I still have big plans for this basement. I actually started measuring out and figuring out uh, what I need. And I started talking with my friends who do construction and finish basements for a living just to see what, what the fuck I was in for. <clears throat> Cause I really do want to do most of the work myself. Um, they turned me on to this product called a Ramset gun. Familiar with it at all? Apparently, like, because, you know, on the at the bottom board, you have to use, like, treated because it's touching the concrete. And then you, you normally, like, hammer nails in or take mm-hmm. a, a masonry bit and drill in and, and hammer things in or, screw, or screws in, like Tapcom screws. Um, they turned me on to this thing called a Ramset gun. It basically, like, it's a it's a little shitty gun that takes a charge that's basically a twenty two bullet but doesn't have the load on the end. And then you load up a nail and you load up this thing and you press it against it and just fire the nail into the fucking concrete. Nice. Into yeah. the concrete. Straight into the concrete. And um, for me, I was kind of like, okay, I feel like that would damage the concrete or something. So I was on YouTube, I mean, for at least an hour watching random people test theirs because they were, they were suspect on it too. People shooting like – because you can buy different size charges, like the ones that have a little more gunpowder that are, you know, they drive it in further and shit like that. So I was watching them test those and basically do everything it said to not do to see what impacts that had. I feel pretty confident about it. I'm going to get one. It's like a hundred bucks for the one that has a silencer. <laughs> so does it like take like a magazine? Like you don't have um, to reload it every time. No. So they, there's different ones. Most of them you have to reload every time. You just hit like open it, put a new charge in, put the nail in the front. And it's like, it's a pretty quick process and you only need a nail every like. It seems so te- Oh, it, it, okay. If you yeah. don't need it every six inches. Yeah, you don't. You need it like every like few feet. Um, so it, it actually saves you a shit ton of time. If you think about like drilling into the concrete, yeah. and then it, it yeah, saves yeah, you a lot yeah. of time. That makes sense. So I can't wait to use that fucking thing. Once I found out they had a silence, because I have this weird, I, I do not like super loud noises. Like I, I hate 
popping balloons. Like when people come by me with a balloon and want to pop it, it like fucking, I want to hold my ears and shit. Even though I know it's not loud, gives me fucking anxiety. So thinking about taking some loud ass and they have a, a really cheap version and taking that and putting it down and you like hit it with a hammer to set the charge off, but it's not silenced or anything. They're like 30 bucks. So economically and like fiscally, I should be buying that $30 one, but I'm going to buy like the $120 one because it has a silencer and I don't fuck with loud noises. You could also use it for home protection. No, see, that's the fucked up thing. No, literally in my brain, I was like, why is nobody shooting these things at things? Like it probably has to be pressed down against it. It needs that pressure. And I'm sure there's some dickhead that like invented some mechanism to like hold that back and is literally firing these at things. Um, I don't plan to do that. I mean, that. that's how most nail guns work anyway. You have to press it against it. Yeah, I, I don't plan on doing that. Um, now, I saw something interesting on the internet when I was trolling around this this weekend. Um, Derek Rainey posted it, but it reminded me that like shit like this exists. So somebody was talking about like the game of Hangman and like what a weird fucking thing that teaches our kids. Have you Has that conversation ever come up in like your circle of friends before? No, but that is crazy. Yeah. Like – <laughs> yeah you're playing a game you get it wrong and die if you get it wrong like you get hanged is it like it's called hangman i mean is it like when what when did that when did this game get developed like is Fuck. it was it like hangings or was it like lynchings dude i don't know like what's the cultural history of the game hangman we need to find that we out. do i and i have the google maybe i'll look at uh that here <laughs> in a little bit no it just it fucked me up because i scrolled by and i was like ha Fucking PC culture, fucking up Hangman. And then I scrolled on and I was like, wait a minute. That is fucking weird. Like, that's kind of a weird thing. And I never, that's never come up in any, like, circle of friends or conversation or even while that's I'm weird. dicking around on online before. So I thought it was pretty wild. All right. So speaking of dicking around, I got a story. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, so Friday night, I was, I was home all, I, w- I left work early and uh, Sierra had a migraine, so I caught, I came home early so she could go to bed, and I was hanging out with the kids. I took some PTO, so I started my weekend early. It was mm. awesome. Mowed the lawn, took a two-hour nap in the hammock. Oh, man, that was awesome. Dude, I, 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 want, I want, like, weekly updates on the hammock, like naps, naps per week in PW. Uh, <laughs> I, no, I, like, seriously, mowed the lawn. It was, like, perfect weather mm. where I broke a sweat but didn't feel, gro- didn't feel gross, and, um, cracked a beer laid down in that hammock and was like next thing i know it's sleepiest fucking, the kids sleepiest are dad. The kids are waking me up going are you gonna order pizza and um anyway so i was but i was feeling kind of even though my weekend was getting going i was feeling kind of down and i was just feeling like oh i don't want to be around anybody i don't want to do anything I, you know and so in talking to my therapist like that's those are the times when i need to like find something to do Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, there's the, you know, Weed Demon, Columbus's newest bad boys, um, <laughs> are, um, playing a show at the summit. And, you know, it's a bunch of doom bands, stoner bands, uh, you know, it was just, oh, yeah, I'll go drink some cheap beers and bang my head with my friends. It was awesome. Don't be wrong. It was awesome. So I get there. I had already, was, I had been pre gaming at home and I take an Uber there and I drink a lot more beers and, uh, I got to the point where I was like, I need to go now before I keep drinking. What is that? That's my sump pump. Oh, oh, oh. It sounded like it was a phone or something. Yeah. Anyway, um, 
I got to that point where I was like, you need to go now before you make bad decisions <laughs> because you're going to hate yourself tomorrow. So I was like, all right, I'm going to ghost out of here. So I went to like, I was going to the bathroom in the back of the summit and just went out the back door, like where the bands load in. So I didn't have to say bye to anybody. Just totally ghosted. Oh, wow. Okay. And, Cause I'm hammered. Yeah. And so I'm like, I'm going to get an Uber. Of course I get a scooter. There's a lime scooter right there and it's a beautiful night. And I'm like, God damn it. This is going to be awesome. You know, it's not the first time I've, I've scooted home late at night from a venue that's 15 minutes away from my house. You just leave it right out front of your house. No, I park it at the bus stop up okay. the street. I don't know. I'm not that trashy. I'm trashy, but not that trashy. But I mean, somebody's collecting that and getting money. So it they, was still there for two days. They wouldn't be mad. Anyway, I, um, so I get on the scooter and I start going home. I will say this. The first third to half of the trip was swervy, man. I was, <laughs> uh, I was pretty much sober by the time I got home, which was, I mean, just cause it was like windy and nice. And anyway, that's not the funny part of this story. So, you know, I use the scooters a lot. It's mm-hmm. kind of my thing. I'm not really that embarrassed about it. At least I didn't think I was. So I'm riding and I'm on High Street at Hudson and I'm and I'm going through the Old North, you know, where Old North Arcade is and Lido's and Space Bar and all that stuff. Everybody's outside. Yeah, I, I'm not embarrassed of them either, but that's like one place where like and, I might take a detour. And I buzz through, but I'm drunk though. Okay. I'm not even thinking about it. I buzz through there. I'm like, this is High Street. This is awesome. And uh, <laughs> all of a sudden my phone buzzes and I stop and look down and uh, Wes... Um, Equal Visions, uh, The End of the Ocean, mm-hmm. their drummer. <laughs> I just had a uh, that weird, funny, Yeah, there's you know. a little flex. Uh, also, my drummer. That's the flex. Nah, um, both were flexes. You set up the flex. And yeah. Anyway, uh, Wes texts or like Facebook messages my whole band and says, <laughs> and says, I see you shredding that scooter, Colin. <laughs> <laughs> and I looked back the next, I forgot what I, I, I looked back when I texted and all I texted back was, ha 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 ha. Fuck you! Put me on blast! And then I like got home and I was like texting him about it and laughing. And I was just like, my embarrassment threshold is very high. It is really hard to embarrass me. Mm-hmm. That's that definitely crossed the it line. Did it? I felt so ashamed of how fucking dorky well, I looked rolling through hipster zone. It's not even just that. It's the fact that Wes is he builds motorcycles and shit. <laughs> like. He builds choppers and you're like, you're on a fucking rent a scooter. He already, he, he, the funny thing is like he and the rest of the band already make fun of me about the Jeep saying it's like a, like a girl truck. Mm-hmm. That sounds so sexist, but that's not what, you know. And I'm just like, look, I just picked the bitch mediums, man. The Jeep, <laughs> the scooter, it's a scooter thing. I like that. It's a Jeep thing reference. But man, yeah, that was, that was something else. I'm not embarrassed of the scooters at all. Um, in fact, I think I, I think I might have said this before that one of my coworkers at my job bought, uh, so the company that makes the scooters for Bird, you can buy them. And dude, they're so goddamn expensive. No, they're not. They're $480. And, and Bird. Oh, they're about to put one out that's 1800 No, that's the Bird one that you can buy is 1800 You can uh, buy one off Amazon right now from the Chinese company that uh, makes those scooters for 480 Nice. Yeah. So, uh, Damn it, I want to get one. Yeah, so he has one, and he had it in his basement for like a year, so he brought it into work. It's parked right next to my desk. Like, midday, we just go out and fucking scoot around the building and shit. Like, he, I don't know what to say. It's like the best de-stressor ever. 
Um, I'm telling you, they're just fast enough to be fun as fuck, but they're just slow enough to give good control. This one, this one does 15 miles an hour. Yeah, that's what they usually do. Because I opened up Waze and tested it. I had to check and see. Oh, it doesn't like, have a speedometer? Mm-mm. Oh. It's got the uh, headlight, taillight, you know, brakes, all that good shit. Um, and then I opened Waze just to see. Like, I, I was like, man, this one feels like faster than the ones downtown, but it's exactly the same. So I started riding a new one. There's Spin? a new, it's new one, and those things fucking suck. Do they? Yes. I, from they're, I, they're like orange. I heard they're owned by Ford. Really? I'm pretty sure that it's. Well, there's two new companies in town. There's Spin and Jump. Spin is the one I believe is a Ford Motor Company wow. subsidiary, if I'm not mistaken. Anyway, the thing about those is the one I drove, the one I rode was a little slower. It went about 13. And that's a significant difference. When you're going 13 instead of 15, it feels very different. But, you know, where all the other scooters have the scooter throttle, do you find out? Yeah, it's definitely Spin owned by, it's a subsidiary yeah. of Ford. Yeah. Um, you know, most of the scooters just have, they have the throttle on the right and then a handbrake on the left, you know, yeah, a squeezing handbrake and a throttle. Sure. And these ones have, you step on the back pedal like a razor scooter or on the, on the back wheel, like a razor scooter thing. And then there's a throttle and then there's a decelerate. So if you mm. throttle up and then you let off of it and slow down and get to a, like a light. And if you've still throttled it on a little bit, it'll just like try to go by itself. Like you have to, if, if for every bit of throttle you put in, you have to de-throttle it over here. Stupid. Just give me a handbrake. That that might be like a safety thing to make sure you're keeping both hands on. Maybe the scooter. I have mastered riding it with one hand. Though. I do that shit all the time. You gotta fuck it. You gotta take Instagram stories. I go down and pick up Wendy's. Oh shit! Well, I mean. I used to do that on my bike, but I would kind of... I just wrap the bag yeah, around the handle. Yeah, I was going to say I'd wrap the bag around the other handle and then just... But if I need way. to adjust or whatever, I've gotten pretty good at it. Yeah, I mean, I fucking do it. I'd be taking Instagram stories and shit. You got to flex on people midday. Like, when it's, like, noon and really nice out, you got to let them know that they're stuck at a cubicle and you're fucking riding a scooter around. You just got to do that. I can't believe that shit's owned by Ford. We actually got a... I think we have one or two more... I was adjusting that so I didn't hit it more. Yeah. We have one or two more spots to allow companies to bring scooters into the city. I think – I can't remember what it is, but we have like two more spots for two more companies. I heard that New York City is just about to to let it happen. They've been a big oh holdout. I can't imagine what that's going to be like. They need to – I mean New York sidewalks are really fucking big. So they might as well just go ahead and let them ride on the sidewalk because if you if you've driven in New York – I've never been anywhere that had like a fucking seven lane, 35 mile an hour road. It was like 35 miles an hour, but seven lanes. It's the equivalent of like, you know, a fucking freeway, but you go 30. One time when I was in Symphony Apparel, we played uh, two shows in Manhattan with uh, Donnie Brook, which is the weirdest thing in the world. It was Donnie Brook and Internal Affairs and us. And, um, that is completely irrelevant. Um, <laughs> but we had rented an Enterprise 15 passenger. That's what we did mm-hmm. just because we weren't a full-time touring man. So we just built into our guarantee to cover the cost of renting a 15 passenger for the weekend. Take out the two back seats, put our gear back there. Didn't even have to get a trailer. It was great. Um, the catch is with Enterprise, at least you're not allowed to, you're not allowed to, uh, drive in certain states, New York being mm-hmm. one of them because of liability insurance or something like that. 
we rented this thing and like signed a waiver saying we would not drive it in New York to play two shows in New York. And we get there and we basically drew straws, AKA everybody just pointed their fingers at me to be the one who was going to drive midtown Manhattan in an illegal 15 passenger van during fucking rush hour. Give it to the Baptist kid. God damn it. It was awful. It was awful. Yeah. We used to, that was a very anticlimactic story. That's all right. No, uh, we used to rent a trailer because we had a van. We rented a trailer for a while too when we had a Ford Windstar. The first tour we went on, we went on in a uh, 15 passenger van, but we took a trailer and it was actually two bands touring in one van. So two bands, one van. It was nine people in a 15 passenger van and a trailer and we shared as much gear as we could. So, I mean, Mesa cabs, you know, everybody had those. Nine people then. though in a van like that trying to sleep and shit. The coolest shit though was when we got to this one truck stop and there was this bus full of like cheerleaders and we convinced them that we were slipknot. <laughs> we're like, we told them that Kyle was the clown. We're like, look at him, look at that belly. That's the clown right there. <laughs> <laughs> so it was Do funny. you have any other like, uh, like weird road stuff that you guys did or weird sketchy road stuff you guys did when yeah. you played shows? I have two really good ones actually from, where we did a tour just in Texas and New Mexico. Actually, it, one really good one and one that was like, of course, this would happen. We went to a truck stop and, you know, did the normal thing. It was fucking Texas. We did the normal thing, get our head underwater, things like that. Didn't take a shower or anything, but just kind of like got our head underwater. Um, they accused us of taking a shower and called the cops on us. And we got fucking pulled over down the road. And, and a, the most cliche cop that could be from Texas showed up. He had a big ass like cowboy hat on and he had spurs on his fucking boots and gave us this whole spiel about, I don't know how you boys in Ohio do it, but around here we pay for the services we use and all this shit. And we're like, we didn't shower. Like you need a fucking key or something to get into the shower room at this truck stop. We just put our heads under the faucets in the bathroom. So we got pulled over for that. Um, and then the best though was, the band we were touring with was called Kill Franklin, and they told us, like, okay, when we go to Texas and we go to some of these, like, border cities and shit, do not talk to any pretty girls that want you to come back across the border and shit like that for, like, seven cents beers and all this, like, crazy shit. And we're like, oh, this sounds like a fucking movie. Like, this is bullshit. This doesn't happen. And then I don't know where we were at in Texas, but we had a day off, and – we're walking down this uh, street that has a bunch of like racks outside and all kinds of stuff. It's like a it's a shopping row basically, and then we we catch Kyle talking to this like, oh god re- yeah this real pretty Mexican girl and we're like well that's fucking odd because he's kind of a an introvert well not kind of he's a he's a big introvert he's usually sleeping until the time of the show and doesn't really socialize and shit we're like what's going on so we go and check it out and he's like. He basically said the fucking line for line. He's like, oh, yeah, she said that there's a big party going on and we should all go back to this party. And I'm like, dude, that is literally what they just told us about. Like they want to rob us. She's taking us somewhere for us to be robbed. We're not going. So, yeah, that was a, that was like the two big fucking <laughs> like I can't believe we just heard the story. And then Kyle of all people's like, dude, this chick. I went on tour with this band um, as their merch guy. I won't name who they are because one of. They might some one or more of them might listen to this, and I don't want to put them too much on blast. But um, they had um, a rule in their van, which was like, you know, like in the old conversion vans, or even in fifteen passengers. I think there's like that step inside the door. Yeah, you know, you open the doors and there's that step up. Yep. They called that the trash trough. 
Okay. So when you are like having snacks or fast food or whatever, you just do your trash in there. And then whenever you stopped, when you opened doors, whatever fell out and became the property of the parking lot you were in. <laughs> wow. It was their way of littering yeah. without like blatantly. I mean, that is pretty blatant. Yeah, that's blatant. But the, another thing this band did that was funny. And then I have a really funny story about a cop being on tour. Um, but another band, another thing this band did was this happened a lot where, you know, it's a van and trailer. They would stop to get gas. And they would be at like two pumps, basically, you know, the vans at the pump and then the trailers blocking the other one. Mm -hmm. This happened multiple times where like one dude would go to get gas and we would go in and like sit down at a restaurant to or like grab some food to eat. And we would like come out like almost an hour later and he just like parked it. He just left it there at the pump. Oh, man. (laughs) That happened all the time. He's like, I don't feel like finding a parking spot. Um. No, but uh, here's something. So one time Symphony Peril was driving to, you know, we played a lot of shows that were like three or four hours away on Friday night, like halfway to a further destination. Mm -hmm. And uh, there was one time it was a week between, um, it was a week between Christmas and New Year's. No, it was New Year's Eve. It was going to be New Year's Eve because we were playing a youth group lock-in. Um, up at, uh, up in Minnesota, Minneapolis. We played it every year. And honestly, I'll be I'm dead honest with you. We hated it. We hated it. But God damn it. They always gave us like 1500 bucks. They always gave us two hotel rooms. They always gave us catering, you know, so we, yeah. it was sellout shit playing this stuff for sure. Anyway, that, that's true. Um, don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Um, but, uh, we were on our way to this thing and we were running late. Because our uh, singer got off work late and we were like, we already had resigned to the fact that it was going to be one of those shows where you get there and load in right onto the stage. They'd be waiting for us. And uh, we're running late. So we're flying down these country roads. And I think it was, I think it was, we were playing like Northwest Indiana or something like that. It's like four hours, four and a half hours, something like that. And uh, we're ripping down these roads and we get pulled over. This cop comes up and tells us, you know, does the whole spiel and we're like, look, man, sorry, we're a band. We're playing a show. We're late. <laughs> That's why we were speeding. And he takes, he takes our, our, uh, my dude's, um, ID and, and insurance goes back to his car, comes back. And he was like, well, I would be a total Scrooge if I gave you guys a ticket tonight because I understand you guys got to get to your show and stuff like that. So play well, but just be safe and don't drive like you're driving right now. Yeah. Okay. So, we're like, cool. Thank you so much. Really appreciative. We get, uh, back on the road, two minutes down the road, lights come on, same cop pulls it, walks up to the window and he goes, you know why I pulled you over license registration, please. And we're all like, what, what? And he's like, I'm just kidding. Have you ever seen super troopers? Oh shit. And he goes, I forgot to give you your ID and your light, uh, your registration back. Holy shit. Dude, he fucking clowned us so hard. Everybody almost shit their pants. <laughs> it, uh, it was unreal. It just felt so weird. That's fucking awesome. That's a fantastic story though. <clears throat> you talked about running late. I don't, I mean, I was running late for this podcast tonight because I was waiting on my kid to shit in a toilet. It's weird what parents do. Super fucking weird. That is one thing that I can literally never... I'll say that like before having kids, you could have asked me like, hey, is there ever going to be a time 
where you're going to be late to an event or something because you are waiting on somebody to shit in the toilet and you're egging them on. And I would have been like, nope, not going to happen. But that was me tonight. I'm over here like, come on, baby, you can do it. I'm like rubbing her back, trying to get her to shit in the toilet. I feel like that's the one thing you always hear about as a as some as a pre-parent um but you don't really get the gravity of it until you are a parent of how much shit is involved in everything yeah like there's just like there's always a shit issue you know <laughs> w- w- like from what you're doing like just trying to get your child to take a shit on the toilet to like there's no you're nine years old there's no reason why you should have that much skid marks you know what i mean like like there's just like there's always a shit oriented thing my thing was like we tried to do the hippie thing and do uh cloth diapers for a while Uh and like we got a special attachment for like next to the toilet that's got like a sprayer like your kitchen sink and like if you would ask like 16 year old colin who was excited to like find somebody to settle down with have kids with someday that he would be 24 years old 25 years old fucking spraying shit kicked on shit off of a diaper before he puts it in the washing machine jesus christ man i mean you used to watch my kids so you know how it went my kid blew out (laughs) your kid has some serious shit dude my kid blew out every fucking diaper i would say 90 Seven percent of poops resulted in a blowout. Sierra would be like, "We were on outfit four today, dude." I that was the fucking worst, and it was even it, it was bad when I had to like send her to daycare too, because like for the first for the first little bit, she was actually at our work. Our work offered some kind of like on site thing, and they even have like new mothers' rooms and shit like that. Um, the worst was having to pack four and five outfits because I'm like, she might shit, and every shit it was like a skateboard hitting a quarter pipe and it was like all the way up her fucking back i remember like (laughs) i'm sorry sorry for the visual but i remember after a couple weeks of it i had to be like all right let me see if your asshole is even in the right spot because i'm pretty sure your butthole is misaligned or something there's no way that blowouts should happen this often and like all my friends, you know, that are parents, we go, oh no, if you don't have at least one or two blowouts a month, like you're not feeding your kid enough. I'm like, my kid literally, quite fucking literally has two to three blowouts a day. <laughs> and it didn't matter. Like people were like, try a different size diaper. I'm like, at this point, I'm just going to wrap her in duct tape. Like, I don't know what to do. She won't stop shitting on everything. So poke holes in Kroger bags. I'm telling you, man, it was bad for a while there. When we started feeding her like uh, solid food, she started taking like shits like there were turds. I was like thank God, it's it's like slowing them down because the oh, man. she had too much uh, pressure, too much pressure on those last ones. They just shot right out of the back. So many people are listening to this right now, being like their hand is getting so close to the no, turning it off. Button. I feel like uh, the uh, the majority of our demographic are either parents or they're people who are in the position to maybe soon become parents, right? I, uh, or they might just accidentally become parents. This doesn't have to do with being a parent, but it's a similar thing that I'm dealing with right now is so one of our cats is a quirky cat you know like one of those cats that like knocks shit off the knocks glasses of water off not all cats are like that but he is most cats are like that and we've never had one like that and now we do and it's always it's it's just he acts out when he's when there's an insufficient amount of food in his bowl which is generally like 
three quarters or less or an insufficient amount of water in like the self-feeding water jug thing. So if there's like half or less, he tips it over. That's annoying. <laughs> I wake up like two days a week to a lake in my kitchen. But um, a thing he started doing is if he is dissatisfied with the amount of food in his bowl, he goes to the sink and finds whatever like garbage piece of cilantro or whatever he can find on oh, a that's plate. You, sa- you said that. Did you I said, say that? Yeah, you said that the cat's been eating like rando scraps out oh, of the sink. Oh, I said that. No, but no, yes. Yeah, so, but he does that, but he picks like things that make him puke. Mm. So now, three to four days a week, I wake up in the morning and I have to clean up like six piles of cat puke with little fucking leaves in them. You have, you have, uh, what's the, you have a good heart. I couldn't do that. I want to kill him. So, with the reason we don't, you probably noticed that upstairs the little dog wasn't here. Yeah, you didn't notice, did you? I did not. Yeah, little dog's not here. Why? Because I was about to give her ass away. Because I'm fucking tired. She's such a badass dog. She's a badass dog, and I do not have the patience to deal with that badass dog. So where is where is she? She's at obedience school. Oh. She's at a boarding train. Whip her in a place. Yeah. So the same place that Kyle sent his dog. He he had a great dog, and then a little badass dog, and he sent the badass dog there. So we're just trying this last-ditch effort. And if this doesn't work, then I need to rehome her with somebody who has an infinite fucking amount of time to just make her the good dog she could be. Because she's still a puppy. But, man, it is frustrating as all hell. If you got if you got to re- rehome a Boston Terrier, you would make my wife's life. Just Why? Just so you know. Because I would bring her to your house? She wants another Boston. Dude. So... Well, no, here's you, the thing. No, you you guys love that dog, and you need. To. Oh yeah, that's what that's why we're doing it. We we're you know we have such a we've made such an investment, not just time, effort, money into this dog. This is our last effort of really like making this dog be the best dog it can be. You know, I'm blessed with two pretty good dogs, but Melvin the Boston, he goes and stands by the door, and if you and he stands there for about ten seconds, and if you don't notice him. Standing by the door, then he just goes and finds something to hike his leg on. Yep, it's the only thing, the only issue I have. Yeah, but uh, that, that's enough for me. Like that's what she's doing. She's, I'll take her out and go all around. We'll be outside for twenty minutes. Everything's good. Bring her in. She'll be inside for less than four seconds, and she'll just piss on something. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I will, I will beat you. Um, not actually, I won't beat her, but I feel like I gotta say that. Do you let your dogs like lick your face and shit? No. Every once in a while, it'll be funny and do it, but that generally grosses me out. It doesn't gross me out at all. Like, I, my old dog, like, old, old dog, right? Like, growing up, I used to, like, share fucking ice cream cones with him. Like, no, that's fine. That doesn't gross me out. It's okay, just, it's but, just, but it started to gross me out, like, two days ago when I was sitting on the couch watching TV and I just, like, you know, subconsciously I heard this. And I was like, and then it dawned on me, and I look over. My dog has just been licking her asshole for like I don't just like a ridiculous amount of time. Like it it dawned on me that that noise I've been just kind of blocking out while I've been watching a TV show, that's my dog licking its asshole for at least 30 minutes or more. And so then then I you know the dog comes up and it's like loving on me and shit I'm like I can't I can't even deal with you right now. Like I want to brush my dog's fucking teeth, get it some scope. Give it an Altoid. I don't fucking know. Yeah, uh, this, this is not this is not my trivial thing. I have a good one actually this week. But uh, a, a trivial thing is that what you described that. Yeah. When my dog, when I can hear like, my big dog Angus, the big lab, he has seasonal allergies like a lot of labs do, and um, 
So he's often licking his paws mm. and in doing so also just like leaves like 10 inch spots on the couch where he's licking the couch essentially around his paws. Anyway, but just that, like I'll be sitting on the couch, like trying to watch a movie and it's like a quiet part. And just, yeah. And it, like, it makes me want to like strangle him. Like just get away from me. Go lick somewhere else. I have a, I have a sister-in-law who works in the vet industry. Um, and we asked her, we're like, dude, my, do- my dog will not stop licking his asshole. And she's like, oh, you just need to express the anal glands. Mm-mm. And I was like, whoa, fucking pump your brakes. There it's are like, people to do that. I will like, not be, you the- get paid yeah. to do that shit. That I will is not, not be me. the one. I will pay you a copay or whatever the fuck I got to pay <laughs> yeah. for you to do that. I'll shit. drive my dog gross two hours away to you. Gross. Now I keep, I keep saying, I keep telling her like, Hey, why don't you come in town? And then you can, you know, bust, bust Express down those, to your heart's yeah, content, bust down those glands. Uh, she hasn't come in town yet. My dog has a, uh, a vet. I don't, I don't want to say a vet appointment. Cause we, every once in a while we'll just like, drop her off and border for the day and she gets groomed and pampered and like all kinds of stuff. And I'm pretty sure they, they bust down the glands because <laughs> she comes back and doesn't lick on that booty hole um, for, for a few days. <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm, I'm going to have to watch out for dogs licking my face now. Like I, it, it never grossed me out like forever. And I've always known obviously that dogs lick their ass. That's just a normal thing. Yeah. But, but something about just the other day, hearing like, them go to town, the realization, it was just all too real. And for two days now I haven't been able to, Stop thinking about it. Uh, <laughs> it's on, you're at work and you're like, God damn, my, yeah. dog, my dog licks his, licks her asshole. Yeah. Oh my God. I've been sharing dog <laughs> anal seepage with, <laughs> ugh. um, do you have other, we, we talked about this for a half a second, but do you have other things that like used to gross you out before kids that don't like, like when I talked about like standing around, like cheering my kid on, hoping she shits and then, you know, wipe her ass and all that good stuff. But to be fair, like stuff's like stuff like that still really grosses me out. There's not a, there's, I'm an easily grossed out person. Like you get the queasy stomach. Are you like a, a vomiter? If you see people vomit and shit like that, I, 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 I don't vomit, but I, I, I've watched enough jackass to, to condition myself to be able to see somebody vomit. Okay. Um, but just stuff grosses. Like I, like if it's like, uh, you know, like gory movies and stuff I can deal with. Uh, but if it's like, you know, a surgery show or like a somebody, some crazy viral video, somebody popping some crazy zit or some shit like oh, that. Oh, Doctor Pimple Popper, dude. Yes, yeah, here, watch that shit. Get the fuck out of here, man. I have to leave the room when she watches that stuff. I can't. I can't. That's the stuff. I can't deal with it. And so, like, even now, like, if my kid pukes and I have to clean it up, like, I'm like, uh, uh, the whole time. If there's, you know, shit involved, it's still gr- like when I'm that story I told about spraying off diapers, man, I yeah. was that was so gross to me. So now I so I see it as it's not just it's not something that used to gross me out and now it doesn't. But it's just now I have the that dad instinct that takes over that pushes you through. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, no, I, I, the I dad can, instinct pushes I'll catch you, my kids. Yeah, vomit. it and. If I did that, there's a good likelihood that I would do that. Yeah. There's a good likelihood that I would puke too. Not me, but iron fucking stomach. There is a there's that dad thing that takes over. Like normally, I would be like, "Ew, no, I don't want my hands anywhere near anyone's puke." <laughs> like, because I'm really weird specifically about like my hands being gross and stuff like that. But yeah, of course I would. If my son is like, if that's what I had to do, you know what I mean? Like, of course I would. But 
Yeah, it's it. So there's stuff still grosses me out pretty pretty bad. I'm yeah. not gonna lie. Not me. I'm I'm soft in that regard in most regards. But Amy gets grossed out by a lot of stuff. But when it comes to kids stuff, she's all on board. But none of that shit bothers me. Um, something I wanted to talk about though this this is something that I've been seeing recently and I've noticed it for a while. But recently, it feels like other people are starting to notice since getting hate is the fanny pack explosion. Have you noticed? You know, uh, I didn't notice it other than like knowing like hipsters our age and stuff who like brought it back to be. Oh, but it's to be. It's I, I, know, I know. I know. And like, I guess people wear it like, yeah, like this, like body. across your body now. Yeah. I don't, I mean, it's cool. You know, like I got no problems with fanny packs. I think, I think it's a logical thing and, and, and makes sense. Uh, yeah, they, in they the, fucking explode in the eighties and nineties look tacky as hell, but I feel like, you know, you see a, a good, you know, punk rock kid with a good sense of fashion who can, who can wear a fucking fanny pack and own it. It's like, it's fucking huge. And like the hip hop. Yeah, it's weird. Realm, though. Like Supreme and fucking Gucci and Louis, every like even the high fashion, like they're making fanny packs and everybody's wearing them, like you said, crossbody. I get it. It's a super like utilitarian device, you know? It's like you don't want to wear a purse, strap a fucking fanny pack across your body. I mean, it, how many things are like that where it's like it was ahead of its time? Trapper keepers. <laughs> Dog, I'm serious. I I was thinking about these the other day too. <laughs> I have a very specific example for you. Do give me the example because I want to know where you're going with this. Trapper keepers. They was in like the fucking seventies. No, no, no. Okay. The seventies. Yeah, bro. Trapper keepers originally started in like the seventies and really hit their peak in like the nineties. Uh, okay. Oh, okay. 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 I see what you're saying. But but no, they thought this is one company. This is like one thing where they literally thought out every aspect of the design. And and like I was really racking my brain on this shit the other day. Like, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna give some examples. Like as where people started going from class to class. What are you gonna do? You're gonna go. You, not everybody has a locker, so you start taking your shit with you. They have the tabbed folders. And here's the best part that people don't even realize. The pockets of the folders were on the sides. Like you slid them in from left oh, to yeah. right. Yeah. That's because if you're carrying it, it wouldn't fall off the top. Yeah. Dude, that's fantastic. And there's all the little holes for your pens. Yeah, you got a, a got pouch. The fucking Velcro. That's I, I get saying. it. No, Dude, I get it. Ahead of its fucking time. Um it it you think like um I'm I'm about to compare a fanny pack to fucking Macintosh. Okay. But, you know, Steve Jobs had an idea in the late 80s, early 90s to take what Xerox was already doing and make it uh, palatable to the masses mm-hmm. and and came out with this amazing computer that did things that nobody did, bef- that nobody really knew computer could do mm-hmm. graphically. It was completely out of cost range for everybody. My dad had had one of those the Macs that like the handle, the old Mac that's just one thing, you know. Is it an iMac? No, 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 no. Oh. I'm talking about like in the 80s. Oh, like yeah. Like they're yeah. really square. Same idea. Like even before the Apple IIe's and shit. after that. Anyway. Oh, okay. One of the first Macintoshes. And like it came in like a you had like a carrying case, like a gig bag basically that you carried the goddamn computer. That's right. Anyway, he had one of those. He said it was like five thousand dollars or something in 1988 when it came out that's crazy i mean that's like that's like eight thousand dollars now anyway 
So they were cost prohibitive. Yeah. You know, but they were paradigm shifting, as it were. They fucking almost went out of business. Steve Jobs got killed. Got killed. Got kicked out. <laughs> got kicked out of the company. Yeah. You know all this stuff. And that band. Or band. Jesus, Jesus. Christ. <laughs> what are, that brand what almost went out of business. And then here they are, like the the most, almost the most, if not almost the most uh, valuable company in the world. Yeah. There's ahead of the time. And they. That's all I was getting. At. They definitely did the. Uh, they they definitely had the vision when it came to like media portable media in general like not even just phones like even think about like even before they decided to merge the phone and basically your entire fucking music catalog together iPods I'll go I'll go earlier than that my dad had one of these before Steve Jobs got kicked out of the company one of his last big things he did at Apple in the early 90s was the Newton what and the fuck is that? The Newton was a. Um, is there a waterfall in here? <laughs> I think. Uh, I think my dishwasher is uh, unloading. Um, it was like take a the size of a like a TI eighty three calculator. Okay. Okay. And then double the height of the screen. Okay. Okay. So it's still that old like greenish gray screen with black. And then there was a keyboard and there was a stylus. I mean, this was like the smartphone precursor. Apple released it. It failed miserably. My dad had one. Fast forward. What year was this? This was like 92, 93. Okay. Fast forward 15 years to 2007. The the, uh, iPhone comes out and it's just like it's like a direct descendant of the Newton. That's fucking crazy. crazy. I didn't even know that existed. I like Steve how you, Jobs has a vision. Well, had. He's immortal. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's where that company kind of lost its steam, though. Would you agree with that? I, it's where they lost their creative steam. Yeah. yeah. I feel like Tim Cook has brought them a uh, business acumen that Steve Jobs could never have. Tim Cook has made them the comp- the comp- has made them the company they are. Steve Jobs was the one who had the ideas and i feel like they have been lacking in ideas for a long time now yeah i don't think he could have made it that company though had people not latched onto steve jobs ideas and that's come true. over. i mean because even myself like i was counting down the days till that iphone came out i'm like oh i remember i remember running i was running on the treadmill at planet fitness and i'm running and i'm watching an ad for this iphone just thinking to myself like dude I cannot fucking wait. I am switching away. I'm I'm going to AT&T. I had Verizon for like 10 years. I'm like, man, I cannot wait. I'm switching to AT&T. And then I I waited. I didn't go the first I got the I came in at the 3G. Imagine me long, whole life Apple fanboy being stuck on Verizon because I get half off because my brother-in-law works there. Mm. I had to have an Android phone first. Did I ever tell you that one time I called to complain about my account and I got your wife on the line? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. You know what? That rings a bell. Like she probably told me when it happened. Yeah. That was like 10 years. That was a long time ago. Oh, it was a long fucking time ago. But I remember uh, I asked for a manager for something. And yeah, she was a higher up. Yeah. And in, in comes your wife. And I was like, Sierra? <laughs> I was like, "Oh shit!" You're like, "It's Jeff. Can it's you Jeff. can you hook me up here?" Yeah, I'm pretty sure I got whatever I wanted. <laughs> but no, that was it was super tight. That's hilarious. 
Um, that yeah, I remember that now. I remember her saying randomly got Jeff money today. Yeah, yeah, and it was it was funny because I can't remember what the fuck I was calling to complain about. Oh, I actually do remember. Oh I my was, god, I went over my data. I was going over my data, and like they wanted to charge me like a disgusting amount back then. I mean, a disgusting amount. It, I think my bill was like two hundred dollars more than it normally was. And I'm like, there ain't no fucking way. I'm getting a one-time fucking courtesy credit or something. I will speak to all of the managers. <laughs> yeah, and I got. Is this the most boring episode we've had so far? Talking about know. cell phone bills and. But it's shit. relatable. Yeah, I know. Super, super relatable. Everybody. Well, it it's relatable if you're fucking thirty plus. Everybody had to deal with that shit. Have you ever bought anything from Wish? No. What the fuck is Wish? Shut the fuck up. Are you really serious? You don't know what Wish is? Do not know. Okay, so I'm not going to do any justice just because I, it, it's the site that comes up and, like, it advertises to you on any fucking site. I don't get it. It's, like, on every site, and it's weird shit from, like, overseas. Okay. It's, like, if you can wait a couple extra days, like, it's worth it to buy here. Dude, I'm not kidding. You know what? I'll tell you this. Don't go to it because you will find things to buy because when I go there – I can't turn down things like three samurai swords for $12. Like, I can't. I bought, like, throwing knives and, like, dude, I, yeah, I don't even know all the shit I bought. I, oh, I bought a, a fake gold necklace with, like, a big charm on it because I was like, I'm going to put this on my daughter and take a picture. Like, this will be funny. And it was, like, a $1.80 for, so, like. Like, you just got some sh- some. Some poor guy had to put it in a box, had to tape it shut, had to send it to your house, mm-hmm. had to deliver it so you could do a fucking joke by putting it on your daughter and taking a picture. And it took like a weird long time to get here. You know, <laughs> it was like we, six weeks while we were setting up. You're, we were talking about you're talking about a GoPro and you talking about you had a fake knockoff one. I called it yeah. a faux pro. Um, and I said, was it from the depths of the related items on Amazon? Oh, yeah. And it is amazing. Amazon, like, it genuinely freaks me out a little bit, like, how it is just, like, a worldwide weird marketplace. Mm -hmm. And, like, Beatrice will always be, like, she'll be watching some YouTube video or playing some app and something will come up that will, she'll ask Sierra to look up on Amazon. And Sierra's a big Amazon uh, orderer. A box shows up on my porch like every fucking day. That's that's minor leagues going. And um, but uh, <laughs> it's fucking minor leagues. You're like you're not a true millennial, dude. Um, but uh, um, it's always like something will show up and B is like, oh, I've been waiting for this for like three weeks, and it's like from Hong Kong, and it's the wrong size, whatever it is that she wanted. This isn't what it would look like. And I was like, that's because you were deep, deep in like yeah. the depths of Amazon. Weird shit. Weird, cheap shit. Well, okay. I, I agree with that to an extent. You kind of like know what you're getting yourself involved. It's like going to Wayfair. You ever buy anything off of Wayfair? True story. I've, I haven't, I've yet to respond to the email. I've gotten two emails in the last three days. Uh, Wayfair is trying to poach me. To be on their UX team. Shut the fuck up. I'm not interested in moving to Boston. Oh, you got to move? It'd be, be in Boston. And I don't want to quit See, my job. I love my job. In in this day and age, it it weirds me out that you have to move to be 
in any type of like modernized company. Like they either offer remote positions or they have offices there. But no, Wayfair's. I'm not interested in the job because <laughs> I know at least one coworker listens to this. I love my job. I'm staying. Dushant. <laughs> He's um, been called out three times now. He has. Yeah. Um, no, Wayfair's tight though. Like, yeah, no, it is. We've ordered. <laughs> fuck, we just ordered uh, the shit I was talking about last time. The the furniture for for the back porch came from there. The shit that we have in the front room, some of it came from there. No, I have a uh, more than one friend that have, that's ordered from there. And their shit showed up and it wasn't exactly as pictured or, you know, color was off. And Wayfair has literally said, okay, we'll just credit you back. And they're like, well, what do you want me to do with the stuff? And they're like, just, it's too much hassle to send it back. It It was a fucking couch. It means nothing to them. It was a couch. It means nothing to them. You know what they did when I called them for mine? Because you best believe I fucking tried. I was like, hold up, let me call these fools and see if they'll credit my couch back. They're like, okay, well, we can can arrange for pickup. (laughs) I was like, how does this shit happen to everyone else but me? I think it's certain vendors. I had an issue. This same thing happened to me like a month ago. We got a new bed from Target. Okay. Mm -hmm. And... I was skeptical in the first place uh, because I've had furniture from Target before and generally it is big fucking piles of shit. Um, but it was a nice. It was a nice bed. It's the style we wanted. All that. Got it. It comes in three three cartons and start taking taking it. I take everything out of the boxes and uh, start to build. And I get the headboard put together. And I get the side rails put together and attached to the headboard. And then I go to put the footboard on. And I had taken everything out of the boxes, but I guess I wasn't paying attention closely. But like one of the legs was completely broken mm-hmm. ship in shipping of the footboard. So I'm pissed because I got everything out of these three fucking boxes. I you got probably already dismantled your other bed. I got, yeah, I got, oh yeah, we had a mattress on the floor. Yeah. And I got half the bed put together. And so I angrily used the chat bot on target.com because I don't feel like talking to somebody on the phone. And, um, respect. And, uh, I talked to a real person. At least I seemed like a real person. I know those bots are crazy now, but uh, I was just like, "Look, I straight up said I'm not packing it up and sending it back. I have everything out of the box. I have the bed built. So I was like, you can either refund my money or um, send me another part. You know, just the footboard. I yep. gave him the part number and everything. And uh, she got back to me two days later and said the vendor is unable to send another footboard so here's what we can do we can refund your money or we can send you another bed (laughs) so now i have a whole king size bed in my garage that just has a broken fucking footboard that i could probably fix if i really wanted to show me a picture of it (laughs) (laughs) i might might be interested (laughs) i'm down with that no i uh bed i like the style of it but bed fucking sucks and i had to build new supports for it because it almost broke in the middle of the night the bed almost folded in half in the middle of the night are you serious it's got two it's like slats you know like yeah. like like ikea beds are IKEA, except for yeah. not like they're just straight slats and then one down the middle it's a king size bed so it's extra wide there's right. a lot it's got to hold up a lot you know what i mean and it's got these two legs in the middle that have like adjustable plastic sure. feet to, for for the height centering and i got in bed one night it was like I had fallen asleep on the couch. The sleepiest dad had fallen asleep on the couch and I got in bed and it was like four thirty or five in the morning and I'm laying there and I just it like B was in the middle of the bed. Sierra's on the side of the bed. 
and I'm on the other side, and I'm just laying there, and all of a sudden, like, it, I just heard, like, like it, oh, like, shit. creaked, and I was like, did I just sink a half an inch? Like, I couldn't tell. You know, I was half asleep, and I was like, ah, it's fine. And then, like, two or three minutes later, it was like, and I literally dropped a solid inch or two, and I was like, I slowly got off the bed and turned the light on and, like, got underneath, and the little plastic feet basically on my floor had just slipped out like that and it was within a couple millimeters of just going like that uh-huh. and uh i like walk around the side that i i pick up i pick up beatrice off the bed and like lay her on the floor she's sound asleep and hard ass floor i wake a sierra up and i was like i was like the bed is about to break <laughs> no sudden movements it's five in the morning it's a good thing it wasn't sex night i know I know. <laughs> I, believe me, I thought about this. Be a fucking and, bed taco. <laughs> <laughs> fucking and I was like, I was like, wake up. And she's like, this, you know, she's doing that. Like, <sighs> like, like she's like, was dead asleep. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And I was like, slowly roll off the bed. Don't put any pressure on the bed. <laughs> I mean, it was like going to fold in half. I mean, so I built, <laughs> I took crazy. fucking four by four cedar things and then made six by six plates for them. And I have like three huge supports underneath the middle of it now. Uh, it's, it's solid as a rock now, but my it's God, like, it always, it always fucking pisses me off when things show up and I start putting it together. And immediately I'm like, I mean, I don't know if you're this type of person, but I look at it and go, I could have made this. Yeah. Every fucking time I'm like, I could have made this, but bullshit. No, I couldn't have, or, or else <laughs> or, I would. Or you do know it. what? Or you know what? They did it, so you didn't have to. Yeah, I know, but I fucking, I fucking hate. You that. know, I was looking at your patio out back, and it's just like I'm a big DIY guy, and I'm yeah. excited to DIY my patio. And I look at yours, and I'm like, God damn it, he just paid for that, and somebody showed up and did it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's super tight. The the moment I put the picture up, I had one of my friends who's a big DIY guy. He hits me up immediately. He goes, we could have done that together. And, and there's said, always a guy. There's, there's always, always a guy. guy. I went, I know, but like, we just wanted to do it. Our life is crazy right now. I've got this dog that won't stop shitting on the floor. <laughs> I got a kid who won't shit in the potty. Like, I just wanted it done. And, uh, you know, they did it in two and a half days. He's like, if you don't mind me asking how much you pay for it. And I gave him the number and he goes, I do it for half that. No. It was like, it was a quarter or a third. It was like a third. He's like, we could have done it for a third. And I said, I don't give a shit. Like, <laughs> it's I just, done now. Yeah, I don't give a shit. It's done now and summer hasn't even started yet. Right. <laughs> so. uh, we're getting, we're getting coats to get our house painted. And, uh, I've, I've got, I'm getting like, a I actually hand, do got a guy. I'm getting a handful of coats on it. Mm. And the first coat I got was like four grand. And I had a friend who told me to expect three to five. So I knew what I was coming into. I got another one, another quote on on Sunday morning, fucking $8,500. I literally laughed out loud at my phone. And my wife is like, what is so funny? And I was like, these motherfuckers want to charge double what the other painting company wanted to do. It was like 1700 bucks just for the fucking window trim. Get the fuck out of here. You see, this might be one painting is one of those ones where like I might just suck it up and do it. I'll go buy me a fucking Wagner power roller or whatever those things are, those Dude. fucking paint guns and knock it out. But other than that, I actually have friends. I have family who does painting. I don't see you have a you have a two level house. So your house's footprint 
is like you have a straight two level house. So your house's footprint is smaller than mine. Mm. Whereas my house is like a sprawling thing that has tons of wall to paint. Yeah. And what so, you think you think because my house is two floors that it ain't got a wall up there. It's got the same wall. It's yeah, just, but I know, but I live in like a sprawling split level. It's no more walls. That's probably, you're probably right. It's the same amount of walls. Yeah, that was a really stupid thing to say. I, Your house is taller than mine, therefore you have less walls. Yeah, if you just Jesus hack it Christ, off right in half idiot. and move those, move the second floor. Yeah, over you're here. right. You're yeah. right. You're right. Fuck, man. Um, I was, I was, <laughs> <laughs> that was, I was one of the stupidest things I've ever said. I have those like every week. Um, no, I was thinking about like old stories the other day. You know how like you get on Facebook and like it's like, this happened four years ago today and shit like that. You ever get those like memories that uh-huh. pop up? Well, I have a, I use the app time hop. It's the same. Isn't it the same shit? I you, mean, but what you, the fuck is no. time hop as compared to memories? It, you plug in all of your social media profiles and does it all in one. So it's like on this day, one year ago, you posted this on Twitter, this on Instagram, this on Facebook. And my shit would all be the same shit. I just sync my shit together and post no, no, on no. one and it goes on the other. No, ones. No, well, no, that's no, because no. you fucking, you've been, you tweet. I don't sync anything though. What? I have I have different social media personas. Oh God! All right, we gotta we gotta get into this. Tell me about it. What, not what the personas. Fuck are you talking about? Not personas. It's you not said like, personas. Don't, I know, don't but back it, out but, of no, this. but it's not like it's not like some sort of fucking like schizophrenic thing where I'm like a different Colin here and it, well, kind of. But um, you know, on Instagram, you're saying you interact with them differently. Yeah, for sure. Like, I'm not interested in sharing things on different platforms. Like Facebook is like if I want to have. If I want to like Facebook nowadays is really I just want to know about events or I'm going to bitch about something. You need it, you need more characters knowing that I'm it, knowing that a long form conversation will ensue. I'm a big Facebook commenter. We all know this. Oh, and yeah. I love that shit because I like having the conversation. I'm not interested in just like bickering or like being shitty to each other. I just like I like having long form conversation and Facebook is the place to do that, in my opinion. Instagram. It's my personal photo gallery, my photo album. We talked about this. Like right. those are going to be our albums, you know, where our parents put, bring out their dusty books. We're going to bring out hard drives and Instagram profiles. Um, but, um, uh, you know, so on there it's, you know, unlike a lot of, so then what's Twitter. So you- Twitter for me is like, Twitter is like, I guess if, if you were to say, what is the truest to like just who I am as a person, Twitter it's unfiltered. I don't think through a lot. I delete a lot of tweets. Really? I'll tweet something and then 30 seconds later delete it. Um, just cause it's like, you know what? I don't want to have that conversation. I don't feel like, I don't feel but like. But if the, that's not the place you're looking to have the long form conversation, why do you think the conversation will ensue there? Why do you delete it? And it's less about the conversation and more about the content. I don't want to sound like an asshole or blah, blah, blah. But like, for instance, this makes the more, as I'm saying this out loud, I feel weird about it. But I know this is true of a lot of people. You know, it's like if I post something about the Trump administration on Facebook, it's going to be reasoned. It's going to be. I read this article and it's horrifying to me. And this is why. And this is my five point presentation why <laughs> I think that our president is an idiot. And if I post the same thing on Twitter, it's going to be like. Fuck this stupid asshole. You know, like, and okay. that's it. You gotcha. know what I mean? And like, it's a more unfiltered me. It's more just like my stream of consciousness and who I am. Yeah. It's like always right there. Too. I don't sync stuff together. That's at crazy. All. 
Twitter, Twitter is uh, – I've tried Twitter several times. I just can't get into it. That's why I, I, t- I said you got to run our Twitter. I don't even I've fucking – I've done a pretty bad job so far. Well, fuck it. Get on there tonight. I know. Tweet some shit. Get your tweety, tweet your fingers out. Um, I don't know dick about dick, but I don't use Facebook. I just get on there randomly like and just look through some shit. Sometimes I, uh, I catch your articles. You actually just recently posted one I saw calling out about that interview that Trump did. Yeah, I deleted it. You fucking deleted it? Is that one you deleted already? You know, I got... I, I saw one thing on Facebook and you've deleted it. I I actually have a, I, I have an idea for a social network. And well, don't say it here. No, I'm going to say it. I've said it to a lot of people because I'll never make it and I don't give a shit. Somebody else can take the idea and make a lot of money off. I don't care. All right. Well, if you take this idea... Let him be the user interface. Throw a guy a bone and, like, give me some royalties or something. But, like, I, uh, Snapchat for... Uh, for political discourse, because I feel like you got a solid day posting something on Facebook, even less than a day. You got a solid six hours for something to have constructive conversation about politics before it devolves into some liberal calling a conservative a Nazi or a, or a conservative calling a liberal a socialist or some goddamn bullshit. That nobody actually believes, but we just mm. all hate each other. Uh, so my idea is that they're self-destructing political posts. You have X amount of time to discuss it, and then it goes away. <laughs> and then it goes away. That's fucking. That's bad. how I treat my Facebook page. I post something, and then my father-in-law comments on it, and he and I are diametrically opposed. And then we get into an ensuing conversation where we understand the way each other argue but then other people come in and be like why are you being such an asshole it's like no he's my father-in-law i get it like we're cool this is fine i like this and uh and then it gets out of hand and then i delete it that happens almost every day are you friends (laughs) with uh are you friends with kb no (laughs) that's there hasn't been a social media post um regarding any kind of politics in the past like four years that i have managed to see before he's commented on i swear to god that dude i feel like he has fucking alerts set up that's just like oh did somebody mention politics like and he's right then and there and he's also one of those people that doesn't post one long-winded thing he posts 30 in a row and i'm just like i don't have time i don't fucking have time to look at this or read this or i've gotten to the point now where i'm getting tired of it i'm getting like it's quicker for me to delete Facebook posts because I'm just over it. It's just like, look, we're at a place in our culture right now that is so divided and I'm not going to make you think differently. You're not going to make me think differently. So why the fuck? And I know that's not the right, I know that's not the right way to look at it. You know, like I think it's the way a lot of people look at it. I know it is. I I don't, I guess like, you know, like even when I talk to my father-in-law who I am, like I like we completely disagree on almost everything. And, um, you know, he'll, he'll say the only thing worse than not talking, the only thing worse about than talking about politics is not talking about politics. And I get that sentiment. Like, Hey, this is something that we all need to wrestle with, but man, I'm just in a place in our culture right now where I'm just fucking tired, I'm tired of it. I agree. It's just, I, you so know what? Let's, we should just stop talking about it now. I'm going to move us out of this conversation just because we don't need to fucking talk about it. You're right. Um, sh- would you rather have two dicks or two noses? Two dicks. Because at least I can hide it. Can you, though? Better than two noses. Yeah. But two dicks. That feels like a weird one. 
No, that that question was actually um, – I have a friend starting a podcast. I don't know what the fuck it's going to be called. I don't know when the fuck it's coming out. But he's had a shit ton of questions for me because we started one and it was like – that's how it always goes, right? Like everybody wants to do certain things but no one knows like – no one has that like final push. So shout out to my friend Bobby Johnson, OG Bobby Johnson. I got uh, another podcast plug too. I, I got a second one. I have a second friend that reached out to me. Go. Uh uh, Jonathan Pinchall is going to start one. He's got a great fucking concept, though. I, I actually really like this one. I, I'm just going to like, I'm not even going to go into it. I'm going to wait until he puts the shit out because I don't want to put his shit on blast before he can. I have no fucking concept when either one of these guys are going to come out with podcasts. Um, but talking to both of them, Bobby sounds like it's going to be funny as fuck. And Jonathan sounds like it's going to be informative as fuck. So I'll tell you about him after this. And hopefully once they get up and running, we'll be able to plug them in be cool actual plug plug? though i'm gonna give a plug to the bro hammer podcast oh fuck yeah did you listen to it i did i well i didn't get all the way through it yet but i listened to to be honest with you i only listened to 20 minutes of the first episode because i was mowing the lawn and then i my headphones got hooked on something and ripped the headphone wire in half it was crazy dude why do you fucking have wires why do you have wires go on I'm waiting on this. Take a nice deep breath and think about why the fuck do you have wires? Don't even tell me that you need AirPods because they have all these fucking Amazon things that are like $40 and they're good. I ha- I don't have a good answer to that question. Mike, as simple your, as that. When's your birthday? July 18th. Oh, shit. One month. It is coming up. <laughs> oh, well, Colin. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but... Uh, no, I don't have a good answer to that question. Okay. They weren't even my headphones. They were, they were Sierra's. She has AirPods, but they were her old, they were her old headphones. And literally they got hooked on my table saw as I was walking past it and the wire ripped, the rubber ripped. I don't know how. Anyway, um, I listened to 20 minutes of it and I was like dying of laughter. Yeah. Talking about these parties and shit like well, that. Well, if you, if you know, I, I don't know the other Anyway, guy. bro hammer. Yeah. Yeah. Lee. Yeah. West and James Bowling. Just talking about like you got to call him Vegan Lee. He doesn't. He doesn't go by Lee West. He's Vegan Lee. Does he go by that in real life? I don't fucking know. I mean, that's his. This is IG. So yeah, I know that. Well, he's Vegan Lee, and he introduced himself. Uh, if you saw the uh, his Instagram post the other day on the Brohammer, he said, "What's up? This is Vegan Lee." So like, fuck it. If that's his thing. That's his yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. So and it's like Jambo, like or something. Yeah. Shout out to Vegan Lee. That's my dude. Shout out to Brohammer Podcast. Um, no, I listened to part of it, and like, if you know Lee and you've spent any amount of time drinking with him, like, first story involves him falling off a third story balcony yeah. and spending the night on the second story after falling off. Did that it, shit had me laughing so hard. Didn't uh, didn't I get into it one time on here and talk about like the reason I like beers because I went to a show and then I ended up at a after party in West Virginia. Did did we not talk about that? No, it was with Lee. <laughs> So like I was not I didn't drink beer or anything like that. And I went to meet Lee in like, you know, fucking Circleville or Chillicothe or whatever sea town in the south he's from. Uh and we drove to West Virginia for a show when he was with um oh god, I don't even know what fucking band it was. I have I have no idea what band it was. But we go see this band and then somebody's like, "Oh, there's an after party. It's in West Virginia." And we're like, "Oh, it's right. We're in West Virginia." But guess what? It was 3 hours away. So we said, fuck it, drove there. We roll in and we're like, you know, what's the alcohol situation? We got there past one, so we couldn't buy any alcohol. We go in, we open the fridge, and there's just trays of jello shots. So me and Lee 
just start fucking these jello shots up. And once the jello shots are gone, I'm like, what are we going to do now? Oh, shit. Everybody had beer. I'm like, I don't like beer. Fuck it. I'll drink beer. We fucked up some Miller High Life. And I got just fucking wrecked. And uh, we had to drive all the way back to Ohio. And so, like, we had a straight edge dude. I don't even know who this dude was. But I gave him my keys. He drove me and Lee (laughs) back to Lee's house. Thank God for straight edge. Yeah. Uh, He drove me and Lee back to Lee's house. And then I slept. And I woke up in the morning and Lee goes, hey, man, never seen you without your hat before. (laughs) I was like, what? He was like, yeah, dude, I've never seen you without your hat before. You don't have a hat on right now. I was like, damn, I guess I do wear a hat a lot. That's hilarious. Yeah. No, the reason I drank beer is because of Lee. Shout out to Bro Hammer Podcast. A podcast for bros. Yeah. But did you, yeah, did you get, I didn't get into a lot of it. They said it was going to be all about like that shit that they were talking and then also like weightlifting and stuff like that. But I didn't, I didn't get, I didn't get that that far. Not by choice. Yeah. Um, we are one hour and 16 minutes in. And after this, you know what I'm going to do? What's that? Cancel my free subscription, uh, free subscription to HBO. Well, why is that? Because my fucking daughter pushes buttons on the Roku. Oh, she ordered it. She just straight ordered HBO. I looked up and it was like, thank you, blah, blah, blah. HBO has been added to your uh, Hulu account. I was like, what the fuck? So I looked at it and, you know, remember how you said all that shit was on there? Like the uh, the Wu-Tang documentary? No, Showtime. Ah, fuck. That, that's right. Shit. You still need to get a free, free trial to that. And yeah, just watch I do. It real quick. Because when that. I watched three right. episodes and it's fucking awesome. That makes sense now because uh, when we did it, I said, no, no, no. Don't reverse it yet. Hang on, there's shit I want to see. And we started looking for that and couldn't find it, but we found all kinds of other shit. There's like, there's mad shit on HBO. No, HBO's awesome. I had no idea. Why are you going to cancel it? Because I don't fucking pay for things. I, dude, I have, <laughs> all right. We're not going to go into it, but I have. HBO no, subscription's worth it for the, for Chernobyl. No, it's not. You know why? Okay, first of all, we already watched Ooh. everything that was Ooh. out for that. Oh, you pirate shit? No. <laughs> why why would I do that? Um, but I do have the internet and I do have means, right? So Oh, oh, I see. I use well, and I use Plex. So anything that I do manage to get onto the computer um finds its way into Plex and Plex streams to my Roku. So I'm good. One of my uh one of the guys who uh is on my team has a Plex account. Yeah. Where he comes across movies yeah and he's got a pretty good collection of movies he's come across <laughs> wink. wink yeah that, no plex is fucking awesome have you ever used it yeah i Dude. just said that my friend has plex and well, i use it okay <laughs> no i got don't it i don't have my own plex thing i don't I'm, yeah i mean it's it's good for other things like my entire music collection and shit like that is there. And then I can just stream it wherever the fuck I'm at, which is pretty tight. Like I don't need to have everything on my phone or everything on this device or that device. I can just stream it like, cause I've set it up. You know where my music collection lives in the cloud on Spotify servers. Oh yeah. That too. <laughs> no, there, there's shit you can't find. No, I, 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 I have get, like, I get, I get it. I have like old local shit and like weird splits and things like that. You just can't find. 
We have a CD collection in our basement that, you know, I get nostalgic and I want to like, oh man, remember that the Roadrunner Records Hard and the Heavy compilation? You know, like, you know, I like remember stuff like that and it's like, oh, I have that on CD and I go downstairs and like the CD's not in the case. So I have like this whole, we have this wall of our shared fucking 90s CD collection in our basement. No, and Sierra got her whole CD wallet stolen out oh, of her yeah. car at one point. So like literally, Nine tenths of the CD cases on our wall don't have CDs in them. It drives me crazy. You know, because of where I grew up, like all CDs used to come through us. Like when people would, you know, acquire said CD collections, you know, the case logic books and shit, they'd come down to the South End and they'd be like, hey, you want to buy this? 10 bucks. I'd buy like CD collections for 10 bucks. You probably have Sierra's collection. I probably do. If you would have hit me up then, (laughs) it's crazy. If you hit me up real time, I can usually locate some shit. Um, not anymore. I mean, this isn't, this is not my life anymore. I'm in the burbs and shit, but like, where's my Jeep stereo dog? Honestly, I don't know, but I'm going to, before I leave tonight, Uncle Sam's poncho. before you leave tonight, take that stereo out of my garage. I have a C, I have a CD player out there. <laughs> my best friend is going, I got one too. Like, I know. Just take it. It's one less thing in my garage. It'd be tight. Um, no, it reminds me of a story. This was, uh, it had to be 10 or so years ago. I was at a party on campus and I get a call from people that do things like that. And they go, hey, man, I'm down in the South End. I'm in this area. He tells me the streets. He goes, you got any friends in town or any friends over there? And I go, maybe. Why? He said, there's this trailer. It looks like a band trailer. It's got equipment in it. I'm sure I'm about to get it. And I go, hold on. And then I'm with a group of people at a party and I go, hey, does anyone live here? And someone goes, yeah, I do. And I go, do you have a band staying with you? And they go, yeah, it's so-and-so. And And I go, ah, okay, yeah. Uh, Yeah, leave that one alone. Those are my dudes. Like, I got a call in real time. Dude. That's where you and I, I, dude, that's where you and I are different, man. I was, I was never that person though. That's not me. I was a fucking saint, but, but, but people, because of like, you know, the circles I ran in and the, the people that I was around, they would just call me out of like respect. That's the key, man. Yeah. Is I didn't I have to, don't, I, was never in I didn't run in circles. <laughs> it's so foreign to me. Yeah. Like, like you hung out with some fucking bad dudes, man. But, I, but see, that's the thing is I really didn't. It's just that like, these are people I grew up around and then like. I got away from because they were bad dudes, but we were also different people in the fact that like I skated and played music. And so when shit like that came up, they had enough respect to at least call me and be like, oh, let's make sure this isn't you or your dudes. And, and I appreciated that. I mean, it saved, it saved some, uh, touring bands equipment that night. Pretty fucking tight. Um, real quick. We were talking about everybody starting podcasts. Did you see that meme? Uh, that was making the rounds last week. That was, it's, I don't know what the picture was, but it was something like, it was like millennial guy. And he's like, has one really good deep conversation with his friend. Hey, we should start a podcast. Oh, I did see that. It's yeah. It's like a, it's like a four part picture. And it's like, did we just start a podcast? No, I did see that. It's actually, it's quite funny that like, uh, I feel like I never do these things early enough, but I'm always on the early entry to these things. And it was the same way with like hardcore and like heavy music. Like I didn't start playing that style of music until like 03. 
right? So like there were many bands before me. And when I played in bands, even as early as 99, they weren't hardcore or heavy bands. I might've been influenced by like Vision of Disorder and stuff like that, but I was also influenced by Chimera and, and things like that, like down the road. So I never got in, I never, I never claimed to be like the first one doing anything. But then when it came around to playing in music, we were doing the like poison the well and like every time I die style things. And then a few years later, it was like so oversaturated and you could find a hundred bands like this and yada, yada. It's kind of been the same with podcasts. Like we were not the first out of our circle of friends to do a podcast. And we've had several friends who have done podcasts and just like let them die and things like that. But it seems like we've been able to come like and do this and be consistent with it. And it's like, it's starting to like rejuvenate people or something i think i think what it comes down to is intention yeah and i don't mean this to undercut anybody's podcast aspirations because i don't have podcast aspirations this is fun for me yeah you know what i mean it's fun and um but and you definitely carry the weight on the production (laughs) and um but uh it's you know to me, there's a huge difference between, and I feel like this doesn't just apply to podcasting. It applies to anything really creative, any ideas, but you know, there's a big difference between, oh man, we did, we need to start a podcast. There's a big difference between that because it sounds good mm-hmm. in theory. Doing a podcast sounds awesome. Uh, there's a big difference between that and, and the intention of, you know what? No, I want to do this because dude i'm hanging out intentionally once a week with a friend who i'm getting to know you know what i mean and we're talking and laughing and drinking beers and having a good time to me that is the intention and the podcast is the means of doing it does that make sense no absolutely so i think that's the thing if you go if you're trying to get out there and i i i'm I'm talking like somebody who's like a podcast veteran but this is episode 11 but you're going out there being like i want to start a podcast it's like cool man but like Make sure your intention is like, like more than that. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like, like I don't care if we're recording this or not right now. We're hanging out. No, I agree. And uh, it, it's funny because like throughout the week, I'll try to think up like, I don't want to say think up, but like things will cross my mind or like somehow a conversation came up with somebody else or it'll remind me of something. And I'm like, oh, that's funny. I wonder what Colin thinks about that. And that's my trigger to go. I should write that down as a, I'll ask him a question or a podcast topic. And we have, I have this huge list that like we never really get to because we end up just kicking it and bullshitting. And we usually cross like two or three things off the list, but having a docket and like, that seems, I don't know. That just seems not fun to me. Yeah. Like, like prepping and having all that pre-work. That just seems not fun. This is more like, Couple of guys getting together with beers, bullshitting. We have a lot of random shit in common. I do have something though that I thought of today that I wanted to ask you because I definitely have this, but this is a gear shift. But do you have a record that is like the way that record affects you, affected you, continues to affect you? So this is like, I'm talking, this is like a, um, among your favorite records of all time mm-hmm. that is your metric for 
judging other records against as far not not sonically, but as far as just feeling like man like I I like that helps you fall in love with the record because it gives you the same feeling that such and such record gave. I have them um, per genre. Hmm. So, and one of the records that hit me the hardest that I fell most in love with recently was a rock slash pop punk album, um, a band called Real Friends. Mm-hmm. Um, their album Composure. I like that record start to fucking finish. And I like the lyrics. I like the content. I like it sonically. I find it interesting. Everything about that. And it's, it's, they're very few and far records that do this to me that make me feel this way. So my question is, is that a record that you would hold as a standard bearer to be like, man, I really like this record because it feels like that real friends record. It gives me the same feeling inside, not sonically, lyrically, anything like that, but it gives you the same feeling. I don't know. So don't, let me, like, let me give you an example of like uh, what I'm talking about uh, uh, for me is Frank Ocean's Blonde okay. album was a record I didn't like that much. Uh, uh, that's that's not true. I It caught me off guard. I fell in, do, you, do you fuck with Frank Ocean? Yes, but probably not like you do. Okay. So Channel Orange, you know, was just like a really good, funky Stevie Wonder record. And that was awesome. And I, that's what I was expecting. And then Blonde came out, and it was this expansive, hour-long, just random thoughts. But then here and there, like, got really, really emotionally powerful and really brought me in. Mm-hmm. And, and, and and the more I listened to it, the more it grew on me. And... And... uh it, I will, I can say unequivocally that Frank Ocean's Blonde, and it's rare to say this for a record that's come out within the last three to five years. I can unequivocally say Frank Ocean's Blonde is one of my favorite albums of all time. Okay. Like, I feel like it is a classic. I feel like it's going to go down in history. Um, so now I use that record. Doesn't matter the genre to, it's, it's often like, so an example is the band Baroness. It happens to be a favorite band of mine. Just released a new just album. Just released a new album, Golden Gray, last Friday. And came out Friday, and it's Monday, and I've listened to the record probably ten times. It's an hour-long record I've listened to probably ten times all the way through. And it f- gives me the same feeling. It doesn't sound anything like Frank Ocean's Blonde, obviously. Right. But it just makes me feel the same way. It pulls the same heartstrings. It pulls the same same creative muscles you know what i mean like it makes me feel the same way and I, that's happened to me that's the baroness record is not the first record that's done that you know there's other records to me that like oh man it makes me it feels like blonde like blonde to me is like a metric that i hold other records against it's just interesting i was thinking about that today and i was just wondering if you had any yeah no i do and I, and honestly since like the early 2000s i could probably name the records that have done that to me on one hand that's what I'm saying. Those yeah. are the records. Yeah. So the and it's it's interesting because one of them, um, one of them changed how I thought about music, and that was every time I die, hot damn, it changed music. It's a for perfect me. album. It's perfect. Yeah. No. Fucking start to fucking finish. And it also that band has stuck with me um, while I transitioned from not really liking certain genres or getting in. It, it like it, it was the 
catalyst to move me from point A to point B. They definitely have they definitely have a dip in their career where the records weren't that were good but not that good. But yeah. they Low Teens is a great album. Oh yeah. I I actually like everything they've done. Like period ever, I do too. I will say I'm just saying there's. I feel like there was a weak period in their career. But Did, didn't we talk about um, uh, fucking screen names and shit like that that we had on AOL? One of mine was Morphine Season, which was is. like track five on yeah. one of their Burial Pot Bidding War, I think. And to this day, I actually still have a Hotmail account. It's like Morphine Season at Hotmail, and I use. I mean, I use it for junk and shit now, but um, <laughs> no. But that's like that had to be early two thousands, probably like oh three oh four. But that's exactly what I'm saying. Is I'm sure that basically any band that is in the metalcore genre or metallic hardcore or anything like that i'm sure that you hold against that oh yeah as like a yard definitely definitely one of them um and then another one is wake the dead from comeback kid oh yeah so that is actually the album that brought me back from you know bands like poison the well and like the melodic style hardcore they brought me back into the "Quote unquote hardcore, yeah. like with a lot of like punk beats and the put tat put tats yeah, and stuff, yep. you know. And then, yeah. So, and then uh, a, a little more modern to that would have been the fucking Ghost Inside record because I, a lot of people don't like them. A lot of people do, um, but in like j- probably 2012, 2013, they put out an album called Get What You Give, and. I can listen to that album front to back on repeat and identify with tons of the lyrics because a lot of the lyrics are very like positive and uplifting and shit like that. And that's mm. kind of like I try to live my life that entire fucking way. I mean, if you, even if you take my current band, Push Ahead, Push Ahead was supposed to be a positive thing. I would say that I I don't know the Ghost Inside really. Like yeah. I've heard songs. I could I could tell you what they sound like. Yeah, but I would definitely say push ahead gives me the same vibe yeah and that and uh a, In a lot good of way. yeah a lot of the writing i and we've actually gotten that before we we've heard that like oh some of the parts sound like ghost inside wrote them i'm like good because that's my fucking favorite band um and then obviously the other one i've already mentioned is real friends and their shit just came out in like maybe like a year ago 2018 ish um and honestly, you know, right now, off the top of my head, that's the only four records I can even call out since 2000 that have done that to me, that have made me feel that way. It's those fucking four records. And right now, it's the Real Friends record. And I'm actually pretty fucking pissed off that I didn't go to the show. They just played here on Saturday. Really? Yeah. And I didn't go. I, I had it on my calendar. I was going to go. My wife was telling me to go. But we had all this other shit going on. And this is some true dad shit right here. I just wanted a moment to sit down. It's fine, man. Like some true dad shit. I feel it. There's so many times like my best friend will be like, dude, you want to go see such and such tonight? And it's like, man. Yeah, but you get out. You get out way more than I do. That's true. I like that's don't don't get me wrong. If I don't go see live music specifically, like Mm. I'm not a kind of guy who just wants to go out to the bar, you know, because I'm cheap. So I don't want to just go fucking spend 40 bucks at the bar. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm not like a kind of guy that's just like, hey, you want to go grab some beers? This is not my thing. But like live music, like if I don't see live music, if I don't play live music, I will go crazy. Like it will make me crazy. And it is hard for me. I do understand because I'm a parent and I under, and, and I'm a working adult and I understand 
But at the same time, I don't understand how many of my friends who I grew up going to shows with now never go to shows anymore. Me. And it's, it's me. And it's, it's not always by choice. You know what? You're one of them. Uh, but, uh, but you know, like one of my best friends from Michigan, uh, growing up, like I went back, uh, up to Michigan to see, uh, Thou and Emma Ruth Rundle a couple months ago. And it was like an amazing show that I literally drove up there for because I could stay with my mom. And like, I tried to get him to come to come to the show and he was not about it. And, and that's it, fine, man. That's your, that's your story, man. That's the way you want to roll. And I'm totally, I have no judgment. I just don't get it because I would go fucking crazy. And if you're totally cool with driving up to Michigan for a two hour meeting, you're totally cool driving up to Michigan for a four hour <laughs> show, Colin. Well, I stayed for the whole weekend. Exactly. But, uh, uh, no, like it, yeah, it's no judgment by any means. Like live your story. But like for me, Dude, if I didn't, if I was not seeing a show at least, if I'm not seeing at least three to five shows a month, I'll go crazy. God I'll go damn. fucking crazy. I haven't seen three to five shows in a year. It's crazy. I, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start going back to shows. I've been feeling. We actually have a, a Push Ahead has a show coming up. Don't know when. Can I plug one real quick though? Go for it. Two weeks from tonight. Well, tonight is Monday, the 17th of June. Uh, so. Uh, 12 days from when you're listening to this podcast. If you're listening to, dude, I just totally made that so stupid. Yeah. Anyway, just say when the date on the, of the first show of is. July, two weeks from tonight when we're recording this on the first of July, my band Maranatha is opening up for, uh, the band Conan, which in my opinion, outside of Meshuga is like possibly the heaviest band that has ever existed. So Columbus's heaviest band, Maranatha. All right. <laughs> All right. Come uh, on. I'm flexing. I'm I'm gonna say it right now. I'm gonna try and come to that show. Do it. It's a I'm Monday try night. And come to that show. We're recording this on a Monday night. There's no reason you can't be downtown on a Monday night. It's a Monday night. It's not even downtown. Yeah. Ace of Cups, Columbus, Ohio, July one. July one. I like how you worded that. Um. No, we're at a uh, we're at an hour and thirty seven. Let's get into fucking trivial things and wrap this bitch up. Once again, we didn't talk about rap or hip hop the whole time. God damn it. Okay. We really didn't. And I even texted you and said like, oh, we got to talk about rap and hip hop next time. Next Friday, Benny the Butcher, new record. Oh, I, we, let's, I won't even. Pusha T's got a feature. Black Thought's got a feature. Fuck. Dude. All right. That record, 18 wheeler with Pusha T is so fucking Dude. hard. So hard. All right. We'll talk about rap on the next one for sure. Trivial I, things. Trivial things. Hit it. I know that you got one. You, I got one, you man. You said you had one. I got one. Yeah, I was in the car with my best friend, and he made me think of it. And trivial thing for me is if I'm with somebody and we are going specifically leaving the house to get fast food and bring it home and eat it, or we're on the way home from somewhere and we get fast food and bring it home to eat it. It drives me fucking crazy when said person, whether it be my wife or my best friend or anybody else in the passenger seat, feels like they have to eat something before we get home. Is it that much of a rush that you can't wait another three minutes to sit down and fucking enjoy the food instead of fucking shoving it down your gullet in the car? Yes. I hate it. I hate it. Dude, so do you not eat in your car? Dude, goddamn it, we were I do eat in the car, but only when I'm on a fucking trip, man. Like I want to enjoy my food. I don't care if it's fast food, I don't care if it's bullshit. I want to enjoy it. So the reason I eat fast food is because it's fast and I don't fucking have time to sit down and make a meal. So 
guess what? I'm multitasking. As soon as that shit gets into the car, I'm, I'm already eating the fries. Boo. No, well, who wants fucking, who wants Boo. 11 minute old fries yeah, when I you can it. have, fuck that shit. I savor it. Man, we, we went to Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the fucking thing I sent you? Yeah. Dude, I have the Taco Bell app. There's an app you can order. Oh, I have the app too. Yeah, the fucking thing was texting me. It's like it's like sending me uh, push it's like, alerts. Hey, we haven't seen you in a few days. Yeah, it knows it knows my life. It's like get get dad what he really no, wants for dad. We're day. on our way back from Taco Bell, and I got he got a bean burrito, and I also got a bean burrito for my wife, and she gets her special because she doesn't like onions because she's a bitch. Are there fucking and, onions on the bean burrito? Yeah, and um, but he's like, which one of these bean burritos is mine? And I was like. I stopped for a minute as he's digging through the fucking bag looking for the one. I was like, you got to open it because you got to see if it's yours or not before you take a bite out of it and all that bullshit. And I was like, you know what? We do a thing on the podcast where we talk about trivial things that upset us. And you just gave me a good idea. And he goes, what are you talking about? As he fucking shoves a bean burrito down his throat. And I'm just like this. Exactly. We are two minutes from my goddamn house. And you can't just wait and just sit down and enjoy it like a meal. So some places I go. I, I Some places I go. I'm too mad. Why do I always get so mad about these know. trivial bullshit? They're not that trivial to you. Uh, no. Some places I go. I order my meal. And then I, I order a little something extra. That's my car treat. Car treat. <laughs> like when I go to uh, Arby's, they have like, you know, meals and shit. And then like they have these like little sliders. And like I tr- they have, I don't know how many fucking different ones they have. They there's seven. like eight different kinds. Yeah, there's like seven or eight different ones. And I'm always like, oh, let me get the uh, pizza slider. Like I try a different one like every time. And like I'll eat that on my way taking my meal to wherever it's going to go. But see, that's that's the price you pay for being fat, man. Oh, I don't me. know, man. To me, food, I don't care if it's fast or cheap or what. I want to enjoy it. And I do dri- fucking enjoy Eating it. while driving is unenjoyable to me. Well, that's just you. That's not me. <laughs> um, no, my trivial thing that bothers me, I don't I don't know that I have uh, too many uh, trivial things to rival that because that's such a good one. But my trivial thing is when I can't pay a bill with some type of electronic payment. Oh I refuse to get any fucking services that i can't pay the bill but the one that uh the one that gets me is when we have to pay our taxes up here because of the county we're in i have to do a check and it drives oh, this me this is an old guy county are you in delaware county yeah this is an old guy county i know there i was like you don't have a fucking website or something i can go and they're like nope i'm like <laughs> What the fuck? So they're fucking they're fucking city centers like in an old Kmart or some bullshit. What? Like the government, the Delaware, Delaware government center is like up by big lots in that same fucking strip mall. I feel like I feel like you're lying. I'm not lying. Okay, I feel like maybe you haven't been there in a while because Delaware is kind of popping. First of all, I'm not really in Delaware. I'm basically I'm by happenstance. And let me tell you, one time I called to report a stop sign being down and they had a hard time figuring out where the fuck it was because I'm literally on the line where like I get it. Our side of the road just by happenstance is Delaware. The opposite side of the road is fucking Lewis Center. And so and we are Lewis Center, the city or I mean, the opposite side of the road is Orange or Berlin Township or some shit. And we just happen to be Delaware. It's we're like annexed in. But I refuse to get any services where I can't pay them online. And I am forced to have this one because of where the fuck I live. So it drives me nuts every time. But I'm pretty that is sure. The most, that is the most Jeff Summerfield thing you've uh, ever dude, said. Dude, I know. I know. I could see you being like, 
trying to set up a service, something like, do you accept uh, electronic payments? No, fuck you. Then I yeah, will find no. a different service. Fuck you. I would. I will not acquire your service if you don't have a means to pay it online. And furthermore, I want to earn points. You better give me some kind of fucking points. Give me an <laughs> app. Give me some points. I fucking earned some Chipotle points tonight. You are the most American person I've I ever am. met. I want to earn points. I fucking double dip on points all the time because I have Samsung Pay. So like I'll use Samsung Pay to buy things on the uh like Best Buy website <laughs> and I get like a percent off and I earn points. I bought this fucking new GoPro that way. I, I saved one or five percent off the purchase price and then I earned points for using Samsung Pay. And then I can trade those fucking points in and I can get myself a new cell phone in a year. So anything one to five percent is absolutely not worth it to no, me. No, it's not. Okay, first of all, five percent. Okay, that's fifteen dollars. The GoPro was three hundred and twenty nine dollars. You don't give a fuck about fifteen dollars? Okay, it paid your tax. No, it. Okay, yeah, it's, it's fine. It did. I get it, did. it. I get it. But then I also get the points. I'm just too lazy for that shit, man. But but wait, were you not gonna buy? If you're not gonna buy, if okay, if you're gonna buy something anyway, <laughs> you're killing me right now. If you're gonna buy something anyway, why would you not take the four minutes it takes to order it through the site so that when you get there, it's already ready and picked and ready to go, and then you also got some points. I, it logically makes sense to me. Yeah, but I'm the kind of guy who. When it's just like, like to throw money away that, but when it's like time to buy something, whether it be for me or for a gift, I don't, I, I go to the store. That's what I did. I went to the store and got it. I go to the store and I wander around the aisles for a while. No. Have you ever been in a Best Buy? Yeah. It is the most annoying thing on the fucking planet. You walk from this aisle to that aisle and they go, Hi, is there anything I can help with? I'm like, dude, the fucking guy right there. He's still in view. That guy just asked me that now, question. That is a trivial That's, thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's not trivial. That's fucking annoying. They're like fucking vultures circling. Did, your early jobs, you worked, what were your early jobs? Call centers. All call, call centers. centers. See, that's the thing. I worked retail. I wish. So that shit doesn't bug me. Like, because I was that guy. You know, I know that, like, he has to do that. And if I don't his, give a fuck. If his boss sees him not do it, even if he heard the other guys say it, if his boss sees him not do that, that dude's getting in trouble. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> you better come over and like lip sync some shit to me. You better come over and use your mouth like you're about to say some words. And so somebody from a distance or a fucking camera uh, in the Jesus sky Christ. can see you mouthing words at me. But don't fucking talk to me, especially if I just wandered one aisle into your section and the dude right there is still in view. You know that asshole just asked me if there was anything he could help me with. Uh, dude, I... I get it, but I would rather do that nope. than get something in the mail that was deep in the Amazon suggestions that I don't know if it's going to be right or not because that I waited three weeks for. You talking about my 4K camera that's upstairs? <laughs> your, your faux pro. Yeah, my faux pro. Now I'm going to give that to my kid. Let him strap it to his handlebars and ramp some shit. I mean, that's the best thing to do with it. All right. Episode 11 is in the fucking 11. Books. I only went uh, two beers in. Well, that one's yours. All right. Peace out. Peace.